The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to a new year edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring you disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. First of all, I want to wish all of you a very healthy, happy, and prosperous new year. Tonight, we continue where we left off. Our interview with Crystal Clark went into a lot of overtime. It wasn't only the quantity, but the quality of the show that prompted me to fit it all into two shows. If you thought the first show was enlightening, wait until you hear the sequel. I wanted to find a guest who was not known, and at the same time, someone who could bring a message of hope in the midst of chaos. What a more appropriate guest than Crystal Clark. Who are we? 101, The Return of the Shaman. To listen to the full shows, just head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on subscribe. For only $5.32 per month, you will have access to all our past, present, and future shows, 57 so far, the Manticore Forum, and our exclusive Veritas chat room. What are you waiting for? For only 17 cents per day, you can get true knowledge that you won't find in the mainstream media. Where else can you get so much for so little? Also, 
If you find the show valuable, why not give someone else the opportunity to experience it too? You can purchase a three, six-month, or a one-year truth certificate. Make a difference in someone's life. I want to thank Vic Giza, our fantastic volunteer illustrator, who delights us with our weekly comic strip featuring our mascot EXO. He surprised us once again with a New Year illustration with Yoda as 2009 and Baby EXO as 2010. Great job as usual, Vic. And by the way, last week's comic strip, the portrayal that you made of me, I'm happy with it. Thank you. And once again, tonight we'll go directly to the continuation of last week's show with Crystal Clark. If you want to stay in the box, stop this audio now. If you want to step outside the box and experience new paradigms, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Great music you hear right here on the very test show is supplied by the independent artists from Jamendo.com. If you hear a song you like, go over to our homepage, VeritasShow.com, click on the guest, look up the song, and download it. You can even buy the group's CDs, in many cases, right there at Jamendo.com. This is David Sarita, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. And welcome back to The Veritas Show. You are listening to an additional segment or show with Crystal Clark, the author of the book, Who Are We Really? 101. And before we finish our first show, we were talking about the UFOs. How do UFOs fit into this story, Crystal? You know, this is really interesting, and this was even touched on, uh, I, I believe it was during the show you did with Dr. Rowney Kilda, where she talked about, uh, you know, I think it was astral traveling, but seeing uh, loved ones who had passed over on other planets with UFOs. Yes. And that, that seems like a really odd thing, but one of the most famous abduction cases was Betty Andreessen. And... Uh, the work is covered in the book, her abduction experience, but the book is called The Watchers by Raymond E. Fowler. And and this, uh, I should say before we start, that this, what I'm going to tell you about from her experience, is connected to some of the technology that we've been hearing about lately, like the looking glass, okay? And this mm-hmm. is also connected to uh, symbology in the Revelation, uh, like the Book of Life, for example, is really a reference to the Akashic Records which is a record of time, of all the things that we've ever done. Um, so it's very similar. But basically, her story is really fascinating because, in a way, she's very much like a modern-day Enoch. Um, you know, she was, you know, Enoch's story is kind of interesting because he was taken to heaven, uh, showed, given a guided tour of everything, and, and allowed to come back to Earth to deliver 360 books that, you know, magically vanished. You and I never saw them. 
But her experience was very similar in that she was taken repeatedly and she was shown things specifically so that she would show other people what she was shown. And what they would often do is they would cause her to have an OBE, an out-of-body experience. And uh, she was working with a group that called themselves the Watchers, the Watchers and the Elders. And this is the exact same thing that you find in the Book of Enoch. They were called the Watchers. And you find this in the Dead Sea Scrolls. They're called the Watchers. So we know we're dealing with the same group, you could say. So... uh, they told her that the reason that they would take her places in her soul and leave her body behind is that everything we do in physical form leaves behind grooves in the record of time. And these grooves can be tracked and traced, and they didn't want that to happen with her, the things that they were showing her. What was really remarkable about her story, I'd read it years before I actually started writing the book, but when I realized that in antiquity the sacred science was called the one law, her story jumped out at me because on one of these episodes that they took her, they took her to this special place, uh, and it was a special door, and she had to leave her body behind. She could only enter this door with her soul, and behind the door was the one. And no matter how many times he tried to regress her to find out what she saw behind that door, she, she couldn't tell him what she saw. Uh, I'm pretty sure what she saw is actually the one law because it's everything. We're all connected. And, you know, you can, aside from her story, just incidentally, in in, uh, Jim Marr's book, Alien Agenda, there are stories in that book about remote viewers who had seen people on other planets worshiping the river of life. They were giving thanks and praying to the one. And this river of life in in our Bibles, it's, it's called the water of life, river of life. It's the same thing. And this remote viewer got the sense from watching them that that one was all of our souls put together. And that's a direct indication that there are uh, races on other planets who know the sacred science. And so so did those who worked with Betty when they abducted her. Uh, and, they, and they taught her a lot about these things. Um, did she mention any specific planets? Uh, she did. She drew one. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was now. I, I can't remember... I think there was a map she drew. She was a uh, she was an artist, which really helps. So there's really really great diagrams about what she saw. When Almost she like Betty Hill, Betty and Barney Hill. It's the same. It's the same woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so the same it's, woman. It's, it's, she was remarried. So. Oh, I see. Right. I'm glad right. that you uh, explained. Yes. Right. Right. It's the same woman, and what's really odd about this is they actually showed her how the Akashic records work. They they abducted her. They wanted to show her a scene from when she was a little girl, and this big ball came out of the wall, and it played the movie for her. So what we do is being recorded, and we work with the elders. I mean, people have to understand, we have to, we have to start to move past the science of UFOs in terms of propulsion and all this other, you know. Yeah, that's important, but these beings are involved with us in death, not just life, and in fact, in between lives. You, there, are, there are so many uh, past life regression sessions that talk about this. When we die, we go stand in front of the Council of the Elders. They pull our records, which is our book of life that's talked about in Revelation, and we go over what we did. And that's where we begin to plan our next incarnation. So these beings are like our, well, they are, they're watchers. They're like big brothers in a way. They are are enabling humanity to, you know, they're they're helping us with the reincarnation process. Um, 
but the problem is, is that these beings themselves had to be where we were once, and they have themselves ascended. So now they're helping us. And we have to recognize that because everything is so connected, if, if we don't make this transition, this shift that people are talking about, this transformation, then there will be another race out there that we were supposed to help, and we aren't going to show up. So, you know, we, we have to start looking at it through the soul perspective. And I think, you know, there's that great saying that's going on now, notice what you notice. And it's interesting to me that you have a woman like Rowney Kilda who's just trying to teach people a very simple, simple thing that there is no death because the soul is eternal. And, and she's right. Our bodies are rentals. We give them back when we're done. We get a new one. Um, and they've tried to kill her 200 times or something. Yes. And you've got, but now you've got all these people that have worked in black ops projects all their life and they supposedly escaped or defected and they're singing like canaries and nobody's doing anything to them. So notice what you notice. Well, it just goes to show you people that really tell the truth are subverted or destroyed. There's some people that who were not, were not subvertible and they were destroyed. And then you have people who talk and talk and talk and create a following based on a void that was created by somebody who may have died November 2001, just to give you folks an example. And this person keeps talking and talking and continues to be unscathed. It really makes you wonder if that is a planned opposition. Well, absolutely, because here, what happens when, when we have people coming out and talking about new technology, we've got these stargates and we've got, we've got this, that, and the other, and, and the looking glass, all, all that is telling you is look what the new monkey mind can do. That's right. The, right? The, the, new, the soul is being left out again. It's, it's, you're, we're constantly being redirected back to the, to the, to the body-mind. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because it may sound strange to say we have a soul-mind and a body-mind, but because we are, we are ourselves manifestations of the sacred science, we have duality built into our own bodies, and, and those are the two hemispheres of our brain. The left brain is connected to the right hand, and the left brain is centered on science and logic and reason. It's, it's what we would consider uh, in occult or universal terms, it's, it's male energy. The right hemisphere is connected to the emotions, the intuition, psychic abilities, and, so, and it's considered female. And there's a reason that they're trying to cut us off from that half of the brain and constantly redirecting us back to looking at life only through the left hemisphere. In fact, in reading and writing, cultures that write with their left hand are far more spiritual, and they generally will write from right to left. But here, we write from left to right, and we're taught to use our right hand, which, which very specifically it, uh, becomes an enabler of, of the left hemisphere. We, we become dependent on using that hemisphere, and we stop using the other one. And the other one is what's tied to our higher self. And I've heard some... Uh, uh, some statistics on the processing power. The, the left brain, the, the logic brain, I, I know these are probably way off base. It's just for, you know, uh, the sake of uh, making of a argument. point. Yeah, the left brain does something like 7,000 cycles per second in processing, and the right brain is like 500,000. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous difference. And, and we don't realize how much effort is going into making sure 
that those hemispheres never become balanced, that we don't ever access our higher self, that we only look through the left brain because that's the brain that's tied to the illusion, the virtual reality that they create. You realize that one of the reasons why we have Cliff High on the show all the time is because he can talk about any subject. He can just respond rather quickly. And I think I found the female version of Cliff High today. Wow, that's you. a real compliment. Thank you. Yeah. And of course, I have to ask you how you really came up with all this information. The amalgamation of stuff that you have accumulated, how did this really happen? Research or how did you connect the dots? It, it, it really was like I said it was. And this is the same journey. Again, this goes back to why I wrote a study guide, because I want everyone else who reads it to become just exactly like me and understand it the way I understand it. The knowledge has to come first. You have to have the book knowledge. But then if, if, you, if you really are tapping into that right hemisphere, you're going to be tapping into uh, it's the, it's the driver and the co-driver of the truck. You know, we have a soul mind that we access through the right hemisphere, and that mind is connected to the universal mind that it has access to all the information that ever was. So, but first you have to have the knowledge because you have to have points of reference for your soul mind to try to teach you higher concepts. It has to work with, it's working through your consciousness, which is your mind. And, and so it, it can only use words and terms and phrases that your mind already has because we, the mind is what processes the information. So book knowledge is very, very important, but then we move past that phase. We, we begin working with the other hemisphere, which is our higher self, and it will literally lead you by the hand and, 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 show you everything you ever wanted to know. Isn't that what academia is all about? It really makes you stay in that framework of books and what's been proven. And anything that goes outside of that realm is frowned upon. You know, absolutely. And I think what's so frustrating about this is that you and I and, and people, you know, like us that are trying to figure out what's really going on, we are well aware that the government invested hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in uh, paranormal activities. You know, the, the uh, MKUltra, the mind control, uh, remote viewing. But on the surface, they're telling people that you're a nut if you believe in that stuff, and they're perpetuating that because we have to remember that ignorance is where the control lies. As long as we don't know what they know, we're the sheeple. Right. And, and so everything is being driven down from, from that level. That, I mean, yeah, it is a spiritual experience because we do have two halves, and, and, and they are both part of us, but we have to remember that this, this sacred science, this one law, creates the most powerful weapons the world has ever known. Well, we as I say, ourselves. government censorship equals protecting us from reality. Yes, they're weaponizing these things, which is, which is why we can't be told the truth when we have our higher education in terms of, um, you know, quantum physics and what the real equations are, because then we'll realize what they've done. And it's almost as if Einstein was the top of it. And uh, they make us look at Einstein all the time. And no, no disrespect to Einstein or, or to others, but then you have people like Tesla, a lot of that knowledge is supposedly lost, just like the 800 boxes of uh, footage from the moon were lost. It's hidden somewhere. Yeah. So how did you come to the conclusion that there are two different sets of history and prophecy competing with each other? Um, well, this, this goes back to uh, what we talked about. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.